Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that week of the year where brothers and sisters, husbands and wives, families up and down the valley draw the line in the Willamette mud, take sides, and chirp like cats and dogs. Meow. We need more dogs. Or maybe the Hatfields and McCoys. War's long over, Jim. There's no north, no south. Just people who got money and people who ain't. Perhaps the dirts and sprags. Like you beeves, man. You're a baseball school. Is that unfair? You're not. Smart ass. <laughs> Just Can't wait to beat Oregon the last game of the year. No, like ducks and beavers. Somebody's stepping a duck. You've been lecturing the beaver for 13 years now. He's still pretty stupid. It's time for the 126th plane of the game that no longer has a name for fear of being canceled. Calm down. Strap up and pick a side with dirt and spray on 1080. <laughs> The fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here. Riding the emotional high of my Japanese upsetting Germany. Is Germany like a favorite? Like, are they oh, supposed yeah, yeah. to be really good? Yeah, yeah. I know they're usually good. Is it? Uh, they they are not at the same. They are in between all of the, uh, the some of the greats are... Okay. I think they're like top older. seven, eight but most favorited bet teams. Certainly, oh, okay. certainly not expected to lose the opener to Japan. Who no. is the overall favorite? It was... uh, Spain and France will be up there. Argentina was one of the favorites. I think it was okay. Argentina. Uh, I have to go back. To, I just talked about this on Sunday. My producer shot me. Uh, <laughs> France was a plus 12. England was up there. Uh-huh. Yeah, England's got uh, as good a team as they've ever had. And I want to say Brazil was the overall favorite, and Argentina was like second or third. Oh, okay. And then you have uh, who? You, Spain is up. Spain's there. always yeah. quality. Uh, Come on, can we get a little parody here? The, Nether- the Netherlands college football. Well, you did. You have two Argentina <laughs> losses <laughs> and Germany loss. Hey, any given Saturday, yeah. man. You never know. You think the playoff ranking committee will bump Germany? And- uh, yeah, you got a head to head there now. Japan's got to be ranked higher in Germany in the next rankings, right? Isn't that how it works? Netherlands is a uh, is a sneaky pick. Ooh. The Netherlands, nice. Okay. Yep. Uh, we have a lot to get to here in the second hour of the show. We will. We'll get a little peekaboo of Washington and Washington State. Peekaboo, boy! We talk about Oregon, Oregon State. The Apple Cup setting up nice. The two teams that are playing as good as they have played all year. 
Yeah, I, I, I cannot wait for that game. Um, and so we'll we'll do an early look into that. And uh, it is a Statter Story Wednesday, so we'll get to that as well. I'm assuming Thanksgiving theme? Yes. Okay. And we have our whiskey to take a shot of because we're grateful that it's the greatest drinking day of the year. Happy greatest drinking day of the year, everybody. Uh, but I want to start the second hour of the show with a little beef. Okay. Uh, I'm thankful for a lot, and I'm thankful that this guy exists because I don't understand his anger or frustration. Uh, Emmanuel Achos had an interesting little three, four-year run here. Has he not? <laughs> he has, yeah. It he felt- is everything I despise about media. Well, it felt like at the beginning of his career, when he kind of came to the forefront, it was a lot of, it was during, like, the summer of protests and George Floyd, and he was saying, I thought some pretty powerful things. Agreed and completely. What he, he had that one interview show where he was like uh uncomfortable conversation uncomfortable white people conversations with black people or something like that right where you put white people on the spot and like i don't know what to say here yeah and i was like okay emmanuel Acho, here we go it's a good premise for a show and then he started diving into the sports stuff and i'm all for takes i'm all for the opinion stuff but some of his takes are a little what huh <laughs> and some of them well he had one uh, a couple days ago we hadn't gotten to, and I wanted to bring it back today. He's got a real beef with Justin Herbert. He's had this a couple times this year. He had a rant a few weeks ago where he basically is like, Tua's better than Justin. And a lot of people think it's because he, in the draft, said Tua was going to be better than Herbert, and then Herbert broke rookie records. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, damn it. My take is aged poorly. Tua got off to a really bad start. And here was his take on his FS1 show after Justin Herbert uh, loses to the Kansas City Chiefs. Justin Herbert is a social media quarterback. What do I mean? Justin Herbert makes throws that can go viral on social media in this day and age. Instagram reels, TikTok videos, Twitter clips. He makes social media throws. And on social media, they don't show you interceptions. That's not fun. People aren't going to retweet a pick. People aren't going to retweet a bad sack. People aren't going to retweet a bad decision. But that is who Justin Herbert is, a social media quarterback. We always look for Justin Herbert to succeed. But had Tua made the mistake to throw a pick in the end of the game with two timeouts remaining, he'd be crushed, like Joy said. Had Jalen Hurts thrown a pick with two timeouts remaining at the end of the game, he would be crushed. But for whatever reason, our beloved Justin Herbert, he does it, and we simply look away. I won't. I'm looking dead into the heart of the camera. <laughs> I'm looking right in your soul. I, it's just everything I despise. Everything I despise about media. <laughs> The no, if you think Tua is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert, I strongly disagree with you. And I think 32 NFL GMs would strongly disagree with you. I think 31. 31? Thir, you think Miami You think Miami wouldn't what? trade Tua for Herbert straight up right now if they could? Stop it. You know they would. Their head coach would trade him too. Like, I, I don't know. I, don't, I, can't, okay. I can't. I think that they would. Maybe that, they would. Maybe they wouldn't. All of that being said, yeah. I don't... Uh, Tua, what he's doing this year is incredible. I'm glad that he's having a, a great season. I'm glad that he's figured it out. He's turned into a really good quarterback. He's incredibly accurate. He's putting up awesome numbers this season. I'm happy for all of his success. We do this a lot in sports where we get these debates between athletes, and an argument against one feels like you have to tear them down, and you don't have to do that. Like I went through this when, when the Warriors won the NBA Finals last year, and there was this push of like, hey, is Steph Curry a top 10 player of all time? And in my opinion, he's not. 
That doesn't mean that I think Steph Curry's a bad basketball player. It doesn't mean that I think that he sucks. It doesn't mean that I don't think he's a champion and he deserves all the accolades he's won throughout his career. He's an unbelievable hooper. He's the greatest shooter of all time. I just personally don't think he's a top 10 guy. If Emmanuel Acho thinks that Tua is a better quarterback than Herbert, I, again, strongly disagree with that opinion, but fine, rant about that opinion all you want. When you then use that argument to put down a guy who has shattered every NFL record his first two years in the league, has had to play the entire season without his top, well, not the entire season, but you get my point, without his top two wide receivers, without three of his starting offensive linemen, his defense that they supposedly fixed in the offseason through free agency is an absolute sieve and they can't stop the run. His offensive coordinator looks like he's running my playbook from JV football at Cleveland High School. Come on, man. Add a little nuance to your debate. Justin Herbert is not a social media quarterback. He's one of the best young quarterbacks the NFL has ever seen. And to to act like he's not just makes you look like an idiot, whether you think Tua is better than him or not. So there's a lot to unpack there. First of all, you're more than entitled to your bad opinion on Steph Curry. So we can get past that. (laughs) Top 10 player of all time. Uh that being said, I, I think what you're hitting on, I'm, I've never really, I guess, understood the, I had an opinion that might be wrong, but I got to double down on the opinion instead of just maybe changing and having some nuance. Like, I thought USC was fake all year, fraudulent all year, and they win. It's like, what, am I going to keep digging down? Like, I, they clearly, they're they're better than I thought they were. Right. And, and I, the two, uh, we do this in every sport. Football, basketball, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're picked before somebody, you do the comp thing, right? And I, I, I think, like, you see that with Mahomes. You've seen it with Allen. You see it with Baker. Yeah, you've seen it with Tua and Herbert. I think you're going to see it with Lawrence, Lance, Mac Jones, Fields, etc. Like, we just do that. We did that with Marino and Elway. I don't get why we, to your point, why we have to do the teardown of one player versus saying... Cause, cause I think both sides are fair to this. What, what I would say is I don't, I don't like his approach, cause he's just digging into an opinion that he can't pivot out of and say Justin Herbert's way better than I thought, and <laughs> man, he's fun to watch, and he's he makes them exciting, and Tua's having a great year. I, both of these opinions can exist. Yes, there doesn't need to be the teardown. What I think he's doing is one, he's doubling on an opinion he had pre-draft, and then two, I think he's almost to a detriment. He's coming to the defense of a player that I think deserves defense in some ways, but doesn't need it by tearing down another player. Like, you might be right. Miami might be willing to say, to a Justin, straight up, thank you, we'll take him. You might be right on that. I I honestly don't know. He does hit on things in that offense that he does exceptionally well that you can't get from everybody. And he's leading the he's leading the NFL in completion percentage. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill said in the offseason he's the most accurate quarterback ever, and we laughed at it. And now he is. So like he has attributes. He gets the ball out quick. He's incredibly accurate. He knows pinpoint accuracy. He doesn't have size. He doesn't have speed. His arm strength is not Justin. There are a lot of ways that Justin is a better player than Tua. But I don't need to tear Justin down to identify what Tua has done so well. But what I do find interesting is, and this is the one little thing I think he's right about, 
Why are there certain players that do get torn down so hard and other players that don't? See, I actually think Herbert catches a lot of criticism. Anytime he's put in this conversation, there is a pushback from a lot of folks saying he's never been to the playoffs, he's never won a playoff game, he can't beat Patrick Mahomes. Like I, I think there is genuine pushback. Really? And his notion that Jalen Hurts doesn't – Jalen Hurts played horrible against Washington, and they yeah. lost. Their undefeated season came to an end. Did anybody jump on national airwaves and say J- Jalen Hurts sucks? I didn't hear that from a single person. This notion that other quarterbacks don't get criticized, right. only Tua gets criticized, like, stop. That's but, not true. But Tua, yeah, no, he's not the only one, but he had been heavily criticized. He, he kind of deserved it his first two years. Well, but, It wasn't all his fault, but he was not good. Well, yeah, no, I'm not arguing he was good, Dirt, but everything you just said about Herbert I can say about Tua last year, right? And it's not a comp of, like, this guy should be torn down and that guy shouldn't. It's just to simply say there's always context to every player's situation. Herbert has been battling a bad offensive line, uh, injuries himself, and his targets have been out. Mm-hmm. Outside of Tyreek Hill, like, to add Jalen Waddle and nobody. Yeah. His, his offensive line, according to PFF last year, was dead last in pass blocking. Not good. And when you're a small guy who can't run that fast, you're going to struggle a lot. But we were, we were all quick, and I'm still quick, too, at times, I think, to go – Eh, I don't know about that. Versus Herbert is something that you can you can just see. He in the Mahomes Allen era, he is a he's got a he's got attributes that identify with that works. Whereas Tua is naturally smaller. His arm strength has been noted before, and it's easy to say, well, Tyreek Hill's having a record breaking receiving season. Jalen Waddle's an amazing second year player, and Mike McDaniel's a genius. And their offensive line's been pretty good this year. And so I think it's easy to more pinpoint his stuff that he has and say that's why he's doing well, whereas maybe he should get more of the flowers because of the way he has played in this. this last, their last game before their bye, I think he hit like 10 targets. He spread the ball all over the field. Yeah. He's been phenomenal in that. And he's been able to make Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle happy this year. Yeah, I, I think I think the nuance is important to point out. Like he, Tua has benefited a ton from a good organization, which is weird to say about the Miami Dolphins. Well, they weren't before this year. They were though. not, but he's benefited from an organization that finally figured it out. Mike McDaniel is a great head coach. Uh, he is a brilliant offensive mind, and that that follows from what he did at San Francisco to what he's doing at Miami. They, I think he's benefited from a good coach. I yes. can't give the organization a lot of credit. Okay, that's yeah, fine. Don't do the organization, but yeah. they hired the head coach, so I guess. There's a there's a tangent there where you they could were go forced on. to hire that head coach. True, they didn't want to. <laughs> Let's not forget that they also went out and got maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL. Absolutely, and he is on pace to set all sorts of NFL records this year. And yep. he had to play a couple of games without Tua. And you have backup quarterbacks that were still finding him. So I think there is a lot of nuance to these debates. I I will use one like and on the Chiefs game too. By the way, like him throwing a pick. Are we going to overlook the fact that he led a what at the time was a game winning drive with less than two minutes to go? Because he did. They scored a touchdown with a minute and 40 to go to take a 27-23 lead in that game. His defense then gave up a touchdown a minute and 10 seconds later, and there was 31 seconds left on the clock. And he th- he, the pick came when he was getting hit in the pocket while they're trying to make something happen. We all said the 30 same seconds thing, left. We all said the same thing, Dirt. He scored the touchdown. Oh, you know Kansas City's going to score. <laughs> you immediately. Minute 30, what are you doing? But I love how that's the drive we've, we've point to and not the 10-play 64-yard drive that led to a go-ahead score with less than two minutes to go sure. when your head coach is a defensive mind a guy like hey maybe dial something up and get a stop there no we're not going to tackle kelsey yeah okay never mind like i'll just like a basketball example of this to me would be who's better luka Doncic or ja morant oh luka okay does that mean you think ja morant sucks does that no. mean the ja morant's not good does that mean the ja- like no i would take luka too 
neither of them have done really anything in the playoffs. Trey Young and Luka were actually the one. They were literally traded for each other sure. in their draft. And and easily you would say Luka's better. But you also can't argue. Like, Trey's been to a conference He's finals. had a really good career. They've got some pieces. They're a good team this year. And you know what? Luka's balling out. He's maybe the MVP of the NBA. You can say one player's better, but you can also acknowledge that, like, the other team got a good player, too. Yes, Miami's got a good quarterback, and I'm happy for two. I'm rooting like hell for him. He They're might a really win fun a Super story. Bowl, which is crazy because I don't know if you're buying it, but like they might win one in his career, and Herbert might never do it. Might not happen. But that doesn't have to mean that this guy needs to be tore down versus right. that guy has to be way more propped up. Yes. I, I just, we need more context with these national shows and pundits, and I get it. It doesn't sell the way Skip Bayless does, but... I like context. I'm I'm okay watching NFL Live and nothing is black and white. Yeah, there's always context to every argument, uh, especially with those kinds of things. All right, it's 7:15. We got uh, Oregon. Jerry Allen coming up at the bottom of the hour. Bonix gives us an update. Get to it next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, Jerry Allen at the bottom of the hour. We'll get to him, get his thoughts on this Oregon-Oregon State game. We'll uh, dive in a little bit on the Washington-Washington State Apple Cup. Status story day 15. Uh, but let's hear from Bo Nix. You know, last week we all speculated, Chris Hudson, did he let it slip that Bo Nix was not playing? Did you see Landing's quote, by the way, after the game? Uh, which one? So he said they asked – somebody asked him at the end of the press conference, what's the next week going to look like for Bo, like rehab, getting ready for Oregon State? And he said, I'll let Chris Hudson answer that Oh, question. yeah, I did see that. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was a good answer. Landing kind of has fun with that stuff. Like, yeah, he knew. I think they knew all week, like, yeah, it was a rough week for Chris. He, he got dragged <laughs> a little bit for that quote. That went viral. Yeah, I, I like when coaches can have fun with it. Like, you don't want the info out, and sometimes it's not like Chris Hudson's like, I'm going to go against my coach's wishes here. He yeah. let it slip accidentally. 
Uh, but Bo played, and you could clearly see Bo Nix was bothered by the ankle. Here was Bo Nix on his status going into this weekend's game against Oregon State. Uh, it's doing well. Um, a lot better this Tuesday than what it was last Tuesday, so I'm very thankful. Um, our training staff is doing a great job, um, and we're just monitoring it, and um, <laughs> should be good to go. He also was asked about his ankle injury. He got a similar injury at Auburn. Ended his season. Yeah, it ended his year, and he he was asked how it compares to that injury. Yeah, uh, well, thank goodness this one, um, obviously, is a lot better than the last one. Um, Able to still get on it and play, kind of go through some of the um, aches and pains of it because I've kind of been there and kind of know what to expect with the the ankle. And so um, I think that, to be honest, has kind of helped just already had been through it in the past kind of know what to expect with this one how to treat it and stuff so Bo Nix ready to go he'll play Saturday I mean he played against Utah you'd assume he's going to play in this game I don't think that's a surprise to anybody but an update on his ankle injury I'm glad that he gave credit to the training staff I saw some funny tweets after his post-game interview of the training staff listening to that interview saying like yo what the hell man we worked on you all week, and all the glory's going to God. We're I, not getting any of this. Yeah, no, he <laughs> shouted out God. He's a super religious guy. But I thought he – I feel like I watched that post game. I thought he gave decent love to the training staff. I thought it was a lot of God. I thought it was a lot of Jesus, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, each their own. Yeah. But I, did, I saw a couple of funny tweets that were just like, Oregon's training staff watching this interview. Like, dude, come on, man. Like, We've been working hard behind the scenes for did, a week to get you ready God to play. God take that ankle bow? Uh, was God in that room God with didn't you? give you that total shot before the game. Uh, no, I, I thought this was interesting because, to me – I mean, we'll get into the game more on Friday, but I, Bo's mobility to me is the key to this game. He, like, not having a mobile Bo against a good Oregon State defense, it's going to be tough for them to score uh, because it just it takes away an element of your run game. It makes it easier to stop you up front, and it, it makes you one-dimensional to a certain extent. Like, look at Oregon's rushing numbers, and I know Utah's got a decent defense, so I want to make sure to give them credit. But look at Oregon's rushing averages in every game leading up to the Utah game and then what they did against Utah. Utah did the best job of anybody. Ball. I mean, couldn't run the ball at all. And so they were able to hit a couple of deep shots that set up some scores. But early on in the game, it was a lot of screens. It was a lot of getting the ball out quick. Like, Oregon State now has that game plan. They know how Oregon's going to try and attack them with a limited Bo Nicks. But if you tell me that Bo is back to running maybe at 85 90%, and he can be not as effective as he was prior to the injury, but a guy that can at least be a threat in the run game that can pull it every now and then to keep you responsible on the back end of those zone replays or on top of that for an Oregon State team that can get out for the quarterback can he escape the pocket and go pick up eight nine yards on his own slide down to the ground if he can't do that they're going to have a hard time moving the football throughout the course of the game and so I thought this was interesting we we won't know until we see it on Saturday but he said he's feeling a lot better than he was and to me his mobility is the key I don't I don't know how to gauge this I've been Wrong and right about both these teams in different ways here. Would you take the over or the under of 58? I would take the under. With a heartbeat, I would take the under. Yeah, I feel the same way, and I can see in my head now Whittington running for 60 yards and Martinez breaking. I I could just see both scenarios happening, but instinctually with Gobranson's somewhat limitations at that position and now Bo Nix's ankle, I, I... Oregon State's got a great defense and Oregon's got a good defense. Like These are two good defenses going against each other and everything's kind of lined up. I, I kind of lean the under as well in this game. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. Bo Nix with an update on his ankle. What's Jerry Allen think of this matchup? The voice of the Ducks joins us for the Daily Ticker next. we got Statter Story at 815. We'll get his thoughts on the Civil War. 
Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents The Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, it's Daily Ticker Time here on a Wednesday, brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born at the beach, online at pelicanbrewing.com. We talked to Mike Parker yesterday, so there was only one natural place to go today, and that is the longtime voice of the Oregon Ducks, our good friend Jerry Allen. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Voice of the Ducks. Jerry, good morning to you. What's your number one Thanksgiving side dish? Uh, number one dish for me is what comes out of the bird stuffing. I love stuffing. Ooh, okay, okay. All right. Now, now, do you have, like, special recipes that go into Because a lot of people complain that stuffing can be too dry. Well, the, no, the only thing special about it is it can't be dry. If it's dry, it's not stuffing. It's just dried bread. No, <laughs> it's got to be moist. It's got to be a lot of onion. it got to be a lot of celery, a yes. lot of flavoring. No, it's got to be yes. wet. You yes. Know? Yeah, Jerry, you're talking right up our alley here. Put a little gravy on that thing. Let's go. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. How how are you feeling after last weekend, Jerry? I mean, I you know, getting to see you on Saturdays, it's it's always fun. The 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 low of losing to Washington was was pretty darn low. That that was a tough one. And how do you then fast forward seven days later and the high of is Bo going to play? Is he not going to play? Oh God, this could go sideways if he doesn't play. To finding a way to beat a, a really good Utah team that took it to you last year. Well, I, I tell you, after the Washington game, it's like, you know, people used to say, I went, I'm so upset I'm going to kick my dog, okay? 
Well, when I came home, I was so upset after the Washington game, I let my dog kick me. <laughs> I, that's the kind of feeling that was. I was just, I was down. Yeah. That was why it was easy for him to kick me. He walked all over me. <laughs> but the the 180 the next week after the win over Utah was really, you know, the medicine you needed to, to be able to finish the rest of the season. You needed something good to happen. You still had some things in front of you. And uh, going into that game, I'll be honest with you, I did not think Bo was going to play. I, I was as shocked as the fans and everybody else was when he came out and then played the whole doggone game. Hey, Jerry, what stood out the most with what Oregon was able to do defensively on Saturday? They stopped the run. Tavion Thomas is the is – the, uh, I know Cam Rising is who everybody talks about, but uh, Cam Rising is able to operate and do the things he does because you get the run game going, and most teams will tell you that. If you can run the ball, then it opens up the passing game because the linebackers got to play more honest and there's not as much pressure on a quarterback. Um, and so Oregon stopped the run. They just did not let Tavion Thomas go off, and that, that meant that Cam Rising was going to have to be the guy to make things happen. And he, he didn't have a sharp night, and we like to think that Oregon was a, a reason for that. But um, that was, you know, stop the run, and you make a team one-dimensional. Yeah, held him below three yards per carry. We're talking with Jerry Allen, the voice of the Ducks, at Voice of the Ducks on Twitter. You can go give him a follow, and you can hear him call the uh, game formerly known as the Civil War right here on the fan on uh, Saturday at 1230. Are, are you of the belief that the game needs a name? We asked Mike Parker that yesterday. He said, ah, you know, maybe at some point, but it's above my pay grade. How do you feel about the whole name situation? You know, I'm going to let people who are a lot smarter and have much higher degrees <laughs> in college than I do figure those things out. But I, you know, I call it the big game. I mean, it is a big game. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it doesn't matter whether both teams went in zero and zero, you know, no wins or, or a zero and nine. It, it's the big game to end all. If you win it, you feel good about yourself for the rest of the year in the state of Oregon. If you lose it, you don't. That's It's the big game. Yeah, that th- this is a classic back-to-back days of two guys punting. Yeah, I, well, and I would too because I don't I don't want to come up with that. Now, let me ask you this though, Jerry. Like, because when we like we'll move time slots, you know, we've done that throughout our careers, or we get a new sponsor for a segment, right? And sometimes it takes a while for a broadcaster. You get so used to saying something that you kind of have to un- untrain your mind to a certain extent. Do you have to like on your game sheet, you know, your notes in front of you? Do you have to put like in bold letters, "Don't call it the Civil War"? Do you have to like remind yourself? Does it slip out? It still after even after it's been changed for a year. Oh no, it's it slips out. I'll find myself yeah. saying, you know, up next the civil get together in <laughs> The civil oh, get together yeah, would be hilarious. Yeah, that was called the civil get together. Oh, civil get together. <laughs> just named it, Jerry. Well done, buddy. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jerry, I, I'm curious for Oregon State. You know, they they suffer a heartbreaking loss to the Huskies. Not all that different than what Oregon had, and. They rebound the last two weeks. They they take care of Cal pretty convincingly. They go to ASU where they have had no success, and they stomp the Sun Devils. I think they're coming in feeling confident. What have you seen from Oregon State that if you're looking at the Oregon side of it, maybe leaves you a little worried in terms of what they can do against what Oregon's been? Well, I think one of the key words you, you just said was confident. They're coming up with confidence. They're playing pretty well on both sides of the ball, and you know it, particularly the defense. And I know they're a little banged up, but um, but they've got confidence. They've got quiet control of what they want to do, uh, and they've been able to just kind of manage teams that they've played against. Uh, the offense, I mean, they're, they're kind of different teams. Um, Oregon's offense has been pretty good, and, and you know, 
exerts their pressure on teams. The defense just, you know, tries to manage and not let the other team score as many points. Um, for Oregon State, it's been more of the offense trying to score some points and the defense not letting teams score points. So they're kind of, they're kind of opposite types of teams. So it's, it'll be an interesting matchup because I think the Beaver defense is going to put pressure on Oregon. I think they're going to, uh, handle the run to some degree, and I think Oregon's going to have to get inventive in the way that they handle Oregon's, particularly in Corvallis. It's just, uh, it's just crazy to go up there and hear other teams this year say it's one of the loudest stadiums they've played in, mm-hmm. and it's half full because of the construction. <laughs> yeah, it's only coming from one side. It is crazy. USC said that after they went up there and nearly lost. Let, let me ask you this, Jerry. You've been around Oregon for a long time, you know, 30-something, 40-something years, long-time calling games for the Dugs. And for the first, like, 25 of those years, there was a lot of continuity on the coaching staff and a lot of familiar faces, and that is the program has changed a lot, and that's an obvious statement, but over the last 11 or so, years you get another new head coach this year another new staff we were down there in Atlanta and it couldn't have got off to a worse start what have you made of Lanning in year one and the and just what he's done with this program and you've gotten to interact with him on a much more personal level than a lot of us seen him on the coaches show and all that throughout the season just what what have you made of year one of Dan Lanning well he's got a chance in my mind and he's got to prove it you know you got to win some seasons you got to get to some championship games and win those but I think He's the type of a coach at his age with the way he handles every aspect, coaching on the field, his staff, the media, the fans, the donors. He handles everything in a way that he genuinely appreciates those around him. So one day I think he's got a chance to be, you know, one of those Hall of Fame type coaches. But he he's the coach of the year in my mind this year, given what happened back at Georgia. I mean, that was a kind of a game that can destroy your season. For a brand new head coach, you come out of that and go, okay, we gotta we gotta recruit some kids in here. We gotta rebuild this. Let's just get through the year. And he didn't just get through the year. He took those guys back and said, hey, look it. I tried to tell you how good the SEC is. I tried to tell you how good Georgia was, and you didn't listen. Are you ready to listen now? And to that team's credit, they did. And so he and his staff coached them up. They got a better. And they are where they are now because of Dan Lanning. Yeah, Jerry, I don't think it's the majority by any stretch, but there there is a pocket, I think, when, when Oregon becomes the program they've become over a decade and, and they've been the flag bearer of the conference and they've had the success and they've also been in the playoff. There, there becomes at some point in a season when you rattle off X amount of games in a row on a winning streak and you start jumping closer and closer to these college football playoff rankings and that becomes kind of a narrative you get a tiny portion of fan that, for whatever reason, is just like, well, it's the okay, cool, we got the Rose Bowl. Is it mind-blowing that we've reached a point where the playoff has kind of just taken over and, I don't know, the Rose Bowl or games like the Rose Bowl seem almost secondary and to some fans just not quite good enough? Yeah, really, to me, it's sad. Um, but it's a generational thing. I mean, you're used to... Uh, having fun with and enjoying and liking what you have when when you're at a certain age or a group of people are an age and you go back in the early 2000s, late 1900s or 1990s, Oregon started to get good and go to places. We get to the Independence Bowl in 89 and thought that they'd arrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2000 Rose Bowl, it doesn't get any better than this. We'll never do this again. We may never get back to the Rose Bowl again. And then, then you end up getting to the Fiesta Bowl and almost the national championship game and 
wow, they'll never get this good again. And then you get to a national championship game, and then it's like, okay, we got to do this all the time now. And then when you don't, it's like, what's wrong? Well, what's going on? We have to go to the Rose Bowl? Are you kidding me? And it's 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 kind of sad. It really is because uh, there are a lot of people who are fans who will look at uh, I'm one of the newer fans now, or even some of the older fans who are, who are, um, you know, a little bit. I'm gonna say selfish. They they want the best. You know, they want the filet mignon. They want the steak and lobster. No, don't give me a cheeseburger. That ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> Cheeseburgers every now and then are just fine. Uh, what do you think happens this weekend in, in Corvallis, Jerry? How do you think it plays out? I think it's gonna be a, a really tight ball game. I, you know, it's gonna be. Um, a game much like Oregon State and Washington played, Oregon and Washington, Oregon, Utah. I think the conference is pretty good this year, especially in the upper level, top level of the conference, and pretty even. And I, I think this one's going to be one of those games. I don't think anybody's going to run away with this game. I'm, yeah, it's This tears my stomach up to, to watch this game or any game and realize this is going to come down to final possession. Yeah. Either you're going to stop a team or they're going to kick a field goal and beat you, and you're, gonna, you're just going to, you know, you're going to go home crying. So it's going to be that kind of a game. Yeah, I uh, obviously I'm hoping for the orange and black to come out victorious in that one then, Jerry. I know you're uh, rooting for the uh, the green and the yellow. I, I do want to ask you, you're, you're calling it at a half stadium. Next year their stadium will be complete. So in two years you'll call it in the new stadium. Uh, I, I want complete honesty here. I don't want punting from Jerry Allen here. <laughs> I went to Oregon State. I've been in their old press box several times. It was an absolute dump. You're, you're – your worst memory of the old Oregon State press box that no longer exists. Gosh, the worst memory. I think probably the worst memory, gosh, it might have been, I, I know what year it was, but I know that it was an overtime game, and and the Beavers won and ended up going to a, a major bowl game, and their fans stormed the field, tore down the goalpost. I mean, it was like, Misery. We I mean, had to stay there for the post game show. If you're a fan, you just leave. You're not staying. Watch that stuff. But we're in the post game show. And I'm watching fans party on the field, tearing down their goalposts, and and it's because they beat Oregon. That's a memory that's not going to probably ever go away. <laughs> well, I hope it doesn't happen this weekend. He's the voice of the Ducks at uh, Voice of the Ducks on Twitter, Jerry Allen. You can hear him right here on the Fan Saturday at twelve thirty. Call on the game. Make sure to bring up the Odyssey app and listen to Jerry and Jorgie call the game because the alternative on ESPN is not a desirable one for any fan base in this region. <laughs> so listen to Jerry and Jorgie call the game. And hey, tell tell Jorgie to put a pair of pants on, okay? Like it's it's getting ridiculous with the shorts. Oh, it's embarrassing is what it is. Oh, my gosh. Those legs were built for something, but not for not going to wear pants. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Have a great call, and happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Jerry. Andy, Brandon, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks for the time. There you go. Jerry Allen, the voice of the Ducks. Yeah. Jorgie's got a weird thing. He doesn't wear – he refuses to wear pants. And so he came walking up to the pregame show this last Saturday. It was freezing freezing. I mean, he's he, got like a light jacket and a pair yeah. of shorts on. I'm like, what is wrong with you? He's worse than Swigart. Like, even yeah. Swigart at least starts putting on, like, sports sweatpants type material. In, like, 34-degree weather. Like, yeah. yeah, at some point, you gotta put pants on. Yeah, when it's when it's 40 or cold. lower in the morning, and, yeah. I, I, I just, I gotta go to sweats or uh, joggers or something. He's gonna get the unique honor. Like, not many, I don't know if people have realized this, not many in Jerry's position have had the honor of watching the team he's calling lose from both sides of the stadium. <laughs>
It's very unique. I cannot wait. History will be made. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. The Civil War, Platy, whatever you want to call it, is coming up on Saturday. We got a listener the really mad at me. Civil get together. The can we, can we, just, get can we just call it? I mean, like, we just, can we just wave the white flag? It's over. Yeah. The unnecessary random change of a name that not seven people cared about. <laughs> can we just go back? I mean, it doesn't need to be about politics. It doesn't. You're woke. Oh, you're in the wrong. Like, can we just. It seems like we all kind of agree here and yeah. move on from the seven people who. It's okay in my book. It's okay in my I, book. I literally don't get. Yeah. Well, All right. Well, coming up, let's see. We got Satter Story at 815. We got a funny fan audio we got to play for you. This has been in our notes all week. We haven't done it yet. A bunch of listeners tagged us in this tweet. And this stuff needs to get played. A couple of college football notes as well. And we got to get into the Apple Cup because that is also coming up this weekend. And boy, oh, boy, are there some big ramifications in that game. Uh, we got a lot still to get to back after this on the fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Nothing like your employer playing an advertisement for your competition during a commercial break. Oh, hey. enjoyable. Tune in to the new podcast <laughs> where the show currently going against the show you're listening to is all over it. Here's the ad, and he's going to be prominent. Don't worry, man. They're behind us. They're on board with us, all right? Supporting us in every way we need. We got a nice email from our CEO. <laughs> Despite some of the headwinds we faced this year. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, that song, <clears throat> it's the week to gripe here. Okay, what do you got? You didn't have your cell phone out? Oh. I'm a little bothered by that song because I know the guy, what's his name? Matt, Matt Kearney. <laughs> Matt Kearney. I saw Matt Kearney in concert. Yeah, good for you. Uh, 
You're just mad that your sound is a chainsaw. No, actually, I like the chainsaw. Cricket like a chainsaw. That's not a song anymore. It was a song. That was a thing. No, we don't do that. You guys raise the loaves still? Is that still a thing? No. Oh no, we don't do that one anymore either. We've moved on. You just do your first down thing now. That's all you do. We celebrate first downs here. I think we're just airing JG Wentworth commercials at this point during our TV timeouts. Did you see the, uh, speaking of commercials, I don't know where this was. There was a video that went viral of the people that voiced the O'Reilly Auto Parts commercial. It was at a wedding. That's where it was? It was at a wedding. They got hired to perform? I think somebody and the actual jingle is a family member, uh, and they were able okay. to corral the whole cast and crew. Yeah, it was the voice guy and the singers, and they went up in front of the whole be the whole party, and they did a rendition of it. Jason Concepcion is a media member, and he posts funny stuff on the internet. He tweeted the most accurate thing ever. Okay, because that tweet went viral, and I watched it and thought the same thing that J- Jason Concepcion said. They they ain't got it no more. No, they lost it. It, it was not a good rendition. Out of pitch, out of tune. Yeah, it was yeah. the one guy that does the singing. Oh, 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 Riley. He was trying real hard to hit the same tone, <laughs> and he couldn't do it. It, it. it did not sit well. But my point on Matt Kearney was, I know where his allegiance lie in the fandom. Chip, don't go. But you wrote a song about the state of Oregon. Yeah. What's on the state of Oregon flag? <laughs> so, I mean, like, we, we are, are we properly playing that song in the right venue not the duck state i mean write a duck in write a duck line somewhere in that song <laughs> so you can at least make it make sense there's, I mean, a, there's a lot of duck fans that hate that song a lot really? of duck fans that they hate because they play it uh, you guys haven't been to a game in odds in a while it's they between play, play the play first yeah. and second quarter? first and second quarter yeah. and everybody gets out their cell phones with the flash that was just one time this year i think uh, that they did that for Usually, a night game yeah like kenny was, wheaton's in the highlight package i've yeah. seen this song harrington's well, in the video you guys don't play night games at odds and they're all for you guys get all the tv games we're just relegated to the Pac-12 network over here. I mean, I don't really have a counter-argument. Do you know we're not worst in viewership numbers in the conference? Colorado has to be. Colorado's not. Who's Colorado's higher than us. It's Stanford? It's got to be Cal or Stanford. It is Arizona. Wow. Interesting. Arizona has less viewership numbers than Oregon State, but we are 11. Stanford and Cal get boosted up because they got a Notre Dame game on NBC. And USC game. And a USC yeah, game. It's yeah. absolute bull crap. But. Yeah, that's, yeah. There, no, there's a lot of fans down there, though, that hear, like, it's just kind of, it's a, it's not really a football song. You know, like, it's not like a dot, dot. It's not getting you motivated yeah, or fired it's, up. It's, it's not a zombie uh, anthem rock. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a lullaby to a certain, oh. But it's supposed to be the love. Yeah, and love affinity you have for the state of Oregon, and so yeah. you're at an Oregon Duck game. Are they and... trying to make that like country roads for uh, West Virginia? I think or to something? a certain extent, have people sing. My favorite part when they play it at Otson is when the clap inevitably gets off beat, and then it catches back up. Yeah, because everybody will clap yeah. along, and then there's always that moment, like a minute into the song, that the whole stadium's out of sync. Yep, and then like ten seconds later, they kind of catch back up and they get back in tune. I, you know, I I would like Oregon State because they they can't identify a shout. They got the chainsaw sound effect. They got the first down. <laughs> That's about it. You got. You nah. want something? You want something in your stadium? They got to have something. Yeah, I, I'm not kidding. If they just randomly play J.G. Wentworth jingles, I wouldn't be mad. J.G. Wentworth. <laughs> 877 cash now. I mean, what would be a good, uh, is there a better like local company jingle? How has Reeser not created anything? Yeah. I don't know. You're the you're the maker of potato salad and frozen burritos. Why don't you play some does, like salsa music does or something? Dutch Brothers have a have a jingle. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think that. Mm. Yeah, Peppy cheerleader. <laughs> Hi, good morning, four a.m. 
That's the Dutch Brothers <laughs> anthem right there. It's screaming in your car at 4 a.m. <laughs> I don't want to go to work right now, and you're in my car acting like you've been awake the entire time. It, uh, <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, everybody needs everybody needs to have their stadium thing. And Oregon State, they need one that sticks. I mean, I'll, the chainsaw thing is if you have a But that's just like thing, a third down thing. Yeah. Like, I think it's like in between quarters or a halftime thing. Like, I think that's – like, we think of Wisconsin and jump around. Nebraska has one. LSU plays neck, and it gets controversial. Like – People have their traditions, and shout has become that at Oregon at the end of the third quarter. That when you're on national TV or you know you're coming back on the broadcast, what do they show you? They come back early from break and they show the whole team and the entire stands doing it. You got to have that. So I know somebody that worked around the Oregon State stuff, and I got wind of the crank it like a chainsaw thing coming, and I remember my exact response was, yeah. "This ain't it." <laughs> And I, like a and I got a little bit of pushback on that, and I would say it was game seven or eight, six, whatever it was. I got a response from that person and said, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> so just do the Mercedes-Benz of Wilsonville change. Mercedes-Benz of Wilsonville. You can you somehow Whoa. change that to Oregon State? It's time like, to find the football team that always wins in Corvallis. <laughs> <laughs> that one ended. Well, for but like you, Dub, uh, the band's uh, uh, signature song is Tequila. Yeah. They always play Tequila. Yeah. Now, for the OSU band for years, uh, their kind of signature song was Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. But they don't. I don't know if they do that anymore. I think they still do a little bit, but I, I like, would, if you don't know, it's not catching on. It's not a thing. Yeah. If, you, if you're not certain. Yeah. Like jump around and shout. To Oregon's credit, is. I mean, everybody knows it. Yeah. And and if you go, even if you hate that team, you can't not participate in singing Shout. Nebraska's got one, too. I can't remember the name of the song. Oh, I was there for that. I At forgot the end that of the third too. quarter. I mean, Husker fans will help us out. But they have one that they play, and the whole stadium sings along. Yeah, it's tough because you want it, but you don't want to, like, overly force it. Like, I don't even know how Shout came to be a thing at Oregon. It's not that old. Is it? No, I don't think it's more of a tradition thing. The tradition is recent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. the, tra- the tradition is somewhat? I feel like as soon as they made that video, it really took another level too. It was like, oh, they're still a- the toughest thing of all time. What they made that duck video to air? <laughs> oh, for the title. For the title, yeah. and it was going to be the first thing after the game. They were going to play the shout Nike TV commercial. The, you know what? And they had to hold on to it <laughs> until the next year. <laughs> That song that hurts, probably man. gets played going into the championship game matchup the same time that the person seeing it puts on a Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champion T-shirt. Yes, yeah. in the same realm. Yeah, it was right there. It was right ready there. to go. You right had there. it ready. And... Had it. Had it. Somebody said, "Sprague, you're forgetting about Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus. I mean, if if we actually commit to it, that'd be great. I love. That's a jam. Who doesn't like Party in the USA? I, I know they play it, but like. When the stadium, let's wait for the stadium to be finished for next year. Okay. You need the whole crowd to do it. And there's just a pocket, and it's a pretty sizable pocket of Beaver fan. Miley Cyrus party in USA, not quite up their alley, if you catch my drift. It should be. It's a great song. If it's not, that's a you problem. But I think there's just a, that pocket's looking for Brooks and Dunn. Well, <laughs> that's on them. I love Brooks and Dunn. 
But come on, Miley Cyrus party in the USA is a good, it's a jam. It's a it's a jam. Indisputable. Everybody jam. can tap a foot and bob a head and yes. recite the words. I mean, how do you? Yeah, I mean, come on, it's a very easy song to sing. So for the first uh, first game at the new stadium, they they need to get Miley out there. She Ooh, can sing there the national go. anthem and then do that in the third second. What you should have done is kick off this year and go into next year. <laughs> she should have been swinging in with a wrecking with a wrecking ball, ball knocking it down. You know, come in. She's naked on the wrecking ball. She's Whoa. singing the song. Well, Whoa. she's Miley Cyrus. She does okay. what Miley Cyrus does. Okay. And she comes in singing. Can I go we, to that game? We all jam out, and then she comes in next year, non-wrecking ball, midfield, <laughs> fully clothed. Here we go. We're kicking it off. We said, let's bring back Chumbawamba. I get knocked out, but uh, I get up again. No. You're damn we, we don't need to bring that back. You definitely don't need it at a Beaver game going into the fourth quarter <laughs> no. where they might be down double digits. Yeah. But you get up again. They're never going to keep you down unless you want to beat traffic. Are you a whiskey drink or then a vodka drink? <laughs> uh, somebody said, uh, Friends in No Places. Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's a good sing-along song. If you played Friends in No Places, but that's a similar vibe to the coming, like the organ song, the Matt Kearney song. It's kind of slow. It's not a doesn't really get you amped. I know Shout isn't that way either, but Shout's more of a party song. But I'm, I'm all for singing Friends in Low Places. That is a great karaoke song, and everybody knows the words of Friends in Low Places. Well, except the players on the sidelines, are they more prone to knowing that or Miley Cyrus Party in the USA? Because you need the players to kind of participate sometimes. Having Oregon dance to shout. Yeah, the players get into it's it. That's why it was yeah. a bit of a tiny controversy is because <laughs> players weren't dancing around to shout the way they normally do. Uh, somebody said our original show hype song should, or hype video should be played. <laughs> YouTube video. Uh, two more here quickly. Somebody said, uh, JJ in Vancouver said, uh, just take the Shane Company jingle. You have a friend in the football business. <laughs> the Beavers. <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, uh, okay. There you go. Organically I don't know made. Organic. <laughs> Non-NIL influenced. <laughs> Oregon State. The Beaver Company. Built not bought. <laughs> Built not bought. Oh, okay. Let's get to, in the final hour, let's start with some fun. We're having fun right now. Let's start with some fun with audio. There's a Broncos fan that is miserable right now, and we had some listeners tag us in this, and I want to play that for you. We get to start our story at 815, some other college football notes, including the Apple Cup coming up in the final hour as well. It is loaded. Don't go anywhere. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.